From behind the invisible walls of Dogville, it's the IGN Digigods. So please welcome two men who routinely mess with the Zohan, Wade Major and Mark Kaiser. Yeah, Dogville, which we just mocked on Stupid for Movies. Say, Bob, uh, who turned that one in this week? Lance Horatio Taylor. Thank you. Ah, Horatio. LT. LT, like Lawrence Taylor. I wish Lance- my name was Horatio. Yeah, I don't think Horatio is his real middle name. That's a, that's a Bobism. So, uh, yes, it's Wade Major and Mark Kaiser back with you once again. We are the Digigods for those who might be tuning in for the first time. And I know we've got a fair number of new subscribers. We, uh, we do both this podcast every week, and we uh, also do Stupid for Movies, a web TV show at stupidformovies.com. You can tune in every Thursday evening at 8 p.m. Pacific Time. That's Los Angeles Pacific Time, as opposed to Mark just sneezed. That's how professional we are. I really did just sneeze. He sneezed into his arm. You made, well, you, I thought maybe I can sneeze in a way that wouldn't interrupt yeah, the, uh, but the, you know what? You're sneezing. You're sneezing. There's and, no way to sneeze But don't quietly. make, you, it looked like you're doing flatulent sounds off of your arm while sneezing. I, I, you know what? I can do that too if you yeah, like. Please don't. Anyway, we do Stupid for Movies Thursday evening, Pacific Time. That's Los Angeles Pacific Time, not Tokyo Pacific Time. Sometimes there's confusion over that. But uh, we are going to talk about some anime today, by the way. What are you looking at? I'm just seeing what's going on. Oh, I see. Yes. Oh, that's not the queen that I want. I know. Oh, God, wait. <laughs> Later we'll be talking about the queen, but not the one you'd ever want to see. Yeah, not the uh, not the band and not the uh, not the film with the... Helen Mirren. Helen Mirren. Which I just saw the other day in red. Yeah. Bruce with, Willis, with, Helen Mirren, Morgan Freeman. They're, they're marketing that thing exclusively on the thrill that you allegedly get from watching Helen Mirren uncork a machine gun. That's what I said in the review. I'm like, I, I reviewed it for Box Office Magazine. Yeah. I'm like, look... It's sort of it's sort of sweet that we can actually think it's cool that a 65 year old woman is firing a machine gun. Yeah, I get that. I mean, I kind of like it. It's, I, I I like the fact that we would assign cuteness to that. Yeah. But the movie is completely pedestrian. Yeah. And you know what? Frankly, and and, and I, I'm in the minority on this. I'm I'm going to ruin the film's 100% rating on Rotten Tomatoes when you see my review. Go for it. You know, the thing is that if you change about 10 pages of the script, it can be written for anybody. Young kids get together, convicts get together. I mean, really, there's not a whole lot yeah. that's particularly age-oriented. You know, there's some, but not well, nearly enough. Anyway, fans can, can find us on Facebook. Uh, they can go to digigods.com. They can go to stupidformovies.com. And they can go to our Facebook pages for Stupid for Movies or Digigods. Uh, lots of fun stuff going on there for both of them. But we also have some listener mail this week, Mark. What? Yes, we do. Uh, Kevin Kane says... You guys talk about Ken Russell a lot, and I'm just wondering if you've heard anything about Warner Brothers finally releasing The Devils on DVD. It's one of my favorite films, and it really blows to have to watch a bootleg on an HD screen. Not a perfect combo at all. Thanks, Kevin Kane. Well, here's the thing. You know, The Devils is quite the controversial uh, Hugely film. controversial, yeah. You know, I, I, I'm not even sure if domestically... It's even well. Actually, recently there was a screening of the Devils yes, in Santa Monica, but Correct. I. But was that the European that release was the European that cut. never came to the states? Correct. It was. It was. You can see, I missed that. Yeah. Well, well, that was also when we were supposed to be interviewing Ken Russell for Stupid for Movies, and he blew us off and uh, and went psycho on the phone uh, when Corey tried calling him, and it just uh, that was you know the fiasco that we described on Stupid for Movies, where we actually went there with a camera crew in the lobby of his hotel. He wouldn't come down. No. 
It was and, and, and actually was, kind of funny. And he was in Santa Monica because at the Arrow Theater in Santa yes. Monica, they were projecting but the Devils. The long story short, there, I, I, you know, the Devils. It should be out. The thing is, um, a lot of that really obscure stuff. Warner Brothers has just decided. You know what? We're not going to even test the waters with this stuff. Then what they'll probably do is, and I emailed Kevin this as well. They'll probably make it part of the Warner Archive deal. So it'll it'll be a uh, you know as you buy it, they will have their little little factory machine, their little robot, burn a custom DVDR just for you and ship it to you. But they're not going to probably manufacture that in mass in bulk and and pray to God that five thousand people out there might actually want to buy it. It's it, not it, it's not worth it for them. It, it's kind of a shame because you know the movie is quite notorious. It is. And it's got a great backstory to it, including censorship, and it's just it's it's got a great story. I'm the only surprised. the only other way that I could see them actually releasing it is you know they they've done a couple of these series, these controversial film series, where they poll people on the films, the scandalous films that they want to see released, and uh, the films that have won that poll a couple of years wind up getting this special batch release, like the second series of you know Too Hot to Handle or whatever it is. And I don't, I don't see the devils winding up on that list because it's simply not famous enough. It's it's known to cinephiles and film buffs, but I just I just don't see a huge market for that film in any form. But it, it, it'll eventually wind up in the Warner Archive. Download, rent, burn, whatever. You know, exactly. you have three options there. It's like you can stream it, you can get it, whatever it is. Anyway, we also have another email from Paul Higginbotham who says, "Hello, Wade and Mark. Your show is an oasis in a desert of crappy podcasts about films." Isn't that sweet? Yay. You're our favorite fan this week. I listen to it every week and quite often discover movies I'd never heard of before to add to my Netflix queue. I especially enjoyed Wade's rant on a recent show decrying the special editions of the Star Wars films and Lucas's refusal to give us good copies of the originals. I recently acquired, through perfectly legal means, of course, an anamorphic copy of the 1977 theatrical release of Star Wars and watching it brought tears of joy to my eyes. Not only is it a great piece of film history, but it is simply a better film than the special edition. I love that you often compare DVD to blue editions and advise whether or not the blue is worthy is a worthy upgrade. If you both had to name two classic movies that are must upgrades from DVD to blue, what would they be? Also, what is the most disappointing Blu-ray you've encountered? Thanks. Keep up the great work, Paul in West Virginia. Uh, well, you got any must upgrades from DVD to blue? Well, I would definitely say Blade Runner. I agree completely. Absolutely. I would definitely say Blade yeah, Runner. Yeah, you've got to get Blade Runner. And, you know, I'm really curious to see the Alien films on Blu-ray. I mean, obviously, yeah, I haven't seen it. but those aren't out yet. So I don't know. Uh, but those are not out yet. But I would definitely say, um, and also, you know what, uh, Thin Red Line. Uh, that was going to be my other one. So I think we're unanimous there. Yeah, I'm going I'm to say Blade Runner and Thin Red Line for sure. Now, when it comes to movies, uh, when it comes to bad Blu-rays, the problem oh, gosh, is... Gosh, there are so many. There are so many because now the studios are just cranking out Blu-rays yep. as a matter of course... They're really going back to their catalog titles that they don't really want to do much upgrade for mm-hmm. or, add, or add high def extras for. True. And they just put them out. So at this point, there's plenty. I mean, look, if I have to name one just because he's asking, I will say Escape from New York. Ooh, really? Now, the Escape from New York Blu-ray, I was very disappointed in. The picture is a mild upgrade, not that great. All the extras that was, that was on that terrific special edition, Blue, uh, special edition DVD, not on the Blu-ray. So I would say that, and plus the movie's a terrific. Uh, you know, film. you know what I'm going to pick. I'm going to pick. Honestly, that's the whole Studio Canal series that uh, is steadily being released through oh, Lionsgate. Oh yeah, that's terrible. It's the, it is just such a disappointment. Third Man is getting ripped. Oh and, yeah, and uh, Delicatessen ain't so hot. We talked about that last week. That's a good as, one. As part of that, I'm going to say Ron. 
the uh, the the Ron Blu-ray is really disappointing. And the, and the thing that's so sad is that Ron has been out like three times on uh, on DVD, and the, um, the the Blu-ray you would think, right? That's the one that uh, should be should be great, right? No, it's not. The the Criterion Collection edition on just regular DVD from 2005 actually looks better. Is that right? Yeah, and it's just it's so disappointing. And the movie is so incredible; it demands a great Blu-ray. So I really wish that you know Studio Canal is just they're really cheesing out on this. They should properly remaster all those films. They're I, just not spending the money. I cannot agree more. They yeah. are really getting ripped. And you know what? And since we're on the subject, now we're getting all riled up before we talk about new films and, and some TV. Yeah. Is uh, the uh, the Blu-ray of Patton? The Blu-ray was really controversial because there was so much digital noise reduction yeah. applied to that Blu-ray that, you know, the picture was strikingly clear. I mean, it was spotlessly yeah. clean. The problem is that the film was not shot that way. Mm-hmm. So even though it looked amazing, yeah. that's, that was not Franklin Schaffner's vision, vision no, for the true. film. So it took a lot of crap. Yeah. Very true. And then after that, they made the sequel, Patton 2, The Revenge. Oh, yeah. I like The Revenge that. of Rommel. Rommel's Revenge. <laughs> and, then, and then after that, of course, Patton 3D. And, oh, no, and then uh, 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 there was also a Patton 2 Electric Boogaloo. Yes. That was my favorite. Beautiful. All right, wait, sir. Well, we should get into some DVDs. Don't. Come on. You're not going to start with that. Why every, not? Every week I complain about the crap you start with. Oh, All right, wait. You know what? Okay. I want you to start with that DVD just so I can be proven right. No, okay. no, 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 Talk about Lost Kingdoms of Africa I'm to not, start the show. No, I'm, that's it. Fine. I'm not going to. No, let's start with sports. Go ahead. Sports. Bears, uh, be, Bears defeat Packers. Let's do it. that's something. It's football season. Gridiron. Uh, you know what? Can I say something about football season? Yeah. Not there care. yet. Yeah. Not, you know, it'll, it'll take about the third round of the playoffs. You know, what, you know, what, you know how long it always takes me? I, it, it usually takes me Thanksgiving Day. It does, really. Thanksgiving Day, because there's really nothing else to do other than watch Twilight Zone episodes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, Wade, we have a Bears defeat Packers. Now, these are three complete games, one from 99, one from 2006, one from 2008, and it's all about the Bears defeating the Packers. Now, obviously, I'm not seeing a whole lot of Packers fans buying this DVD. No. But if you're a Bears fan... There's there's another one, which is Packers defeat Bears, but they didn't send us that one. Is that right? Yeah. They they usually come out in little little twofers, you know. Interesting. Yeah, but we didn't get the other one. Well, for this one, uh, the the one from 2006 contains Brett Favre's very first uh, shutout. He was shut out 26 to nothing oh my on opening day at Lambeau Field. So uh, there is some uh, good gloating to be had if you're a Chicago fan. You know, these are two of the original football. Like, people who are real purists about the NFL, as far as they're concerned, the only teams that really should still be in the NFL are the Bears, the Packers, the Lions, the Vikings. And, like, that's it. And just, the Oakland Raiders. Just all those cold-weather, you know, Midwest teams. That's, you know, real hardcore people because those are, like, the original football teams. But... You know these guys. Uh, I, I'm 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 fan, but I'd, I'd like to see some games from the old days, like in the 1940s. I'd those, like are cool. those are cool. Those are cool because they wanna... didn't wear all the pads that they wear now. No, that was brutal. Now, of back course, then. So, now of course, the, you know we di- we didn't have like the the hulking 275 pound lineman just plowing into the quarterback and sending him to the hospital. True, but you, you know. know no steroids. I mean, it was a real game back then. I'd love to see some of that vintage stuff released. Well, you know, it's the same when you look at. Uh, Basketball and baseball from the 70s. True. You know, because back then those guys were really thin, spindly types. Nowadays you bulk up. You know, yeah. they never used to bulk. Even, no. I'm, I'm not even talking steroids. 
they just didn't bulk up back in those days. Same same thing with soccer players. You, you soccer players from the nineteen seventies, big legs, skinny torsos, smoking on the sidelines. It's just, yeah, that's the way. Cool. That's how it was. All right, I, I hate soccer, but that's cool. Yeah. Uh, speaking of sports, I hate Stanley Cup two thousand ten. Roaring to the cup. This is uh, the story of the Blackhawks winning the two thousand ten Stanley Cup. Bonus features include some crap I don't care about. Okay. <laughs> I just don't like it. It's for Chicago people. You know, uh, they're going to elect Rahm Emanuel, aren't they? they, they they're going to what? They're going to elect Rahm Emanuel mayor, aren't they? Uh, you know what? Uh, I think that the bloom is off the Obama rose, so, so that, that, that might hurt him, but uh, yeah. it's possible. All right. You know? Obviously, you know, uh, there's nothing cleaner than Chicago politics. So anyway, right, that's happen. true. There you go. All right, so now we have uh, WW. Now, this is the World Wrestling Entertainment Presents Breaking the Code Behind the Walls of Chris Jericho. Oh, See, Jericho, Chris Jericho Wall. This is, you know what? There are so. What is the big deal with Chris Jericho? This guy, he's like the golden boy of WWF, and I don't ever really keep up you know with it. But wait a year, there'll be another golden boy. But there's like there's like 100 DVDs on Chris Jericho. It's you just, know what? It's, it was Steve Austin, and then it was The Rock, and now it's Chris Jericho. And you know what? And you know what? I guarantee in about 18 months, yeah. you'll see the first Chris Jericho straight-to-DVD action this film guy's, this guy's where he has ar- to save his wife from Mexican drug lords. This guy's been around for like 20 years. Yeah, whatever. He's been around, I mean, for, forever. It's just in all these different leagues, and I, I just don't uh, – well, anyway. Here, here's what makes this really special. When he fought, a, uh, he fought against Cactus Jack. Oh, my God. Are you kidding? I, I, I stayed home and, from school when that And happened. a Japanese match against Ultimo Dragon. Huh? God help us all. Yeah, there you go. That's why this is special. Now, it, now it's it's a three DVD set. It's it's got the fold out digipack type. Packaging. Yeah, which I don't like. Yeah, I, I agree with that. But uh, if you, if you like this guy, I mean, look, it's it, it. When he shows up in movies, get back to me. Uh, you know, he's not. I'm telling you, showing up in straight to DVD crap. Probably. And by the way, can I say that I, you know what, as much as I, I don't like wrestling and when these wrestling guys do movies, it's, yeah. just, it's just lame. But I think The Rock is really the coolest guy ever. No, he is. He is cool. Yeah. I think guy's totally charming. I think he's totally cool. Yeah, I the, agree. In, in, he was in You Again, and he had a cameo in You Again. Yeah. A terrible film. But uh, I'm totally on board with The Rock. I admit it. Yep. Uh, everyone else is stupid. SummerSlam 2010. This is another uh, World Wrestling Federation uh, thing that I'll never uh, buy or watch. And uh, it's about a guy. Then there's who cares? I mean, Spe- come on, speaking, speaking of speaking of, no you know, cares. what's her face that like stands a very good chance of becoming U.S. senator? Who? You know, uh, the 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 lady who runs this whole thing. The what's his face's wife? Oh, McMahon's. Uh, yeah, uh, that lady McMahon lady. Interesting. Yeah, would that be hilarious? You know what? If we Someone can w- if- look, if Italy can elect a porn star, which happened when I lived in France, I remember that. It was like Italian men were were dancing in the streets. <laughs> it was hysterical. You it know, was really weird. You know, in an era, and now we're getting political, but let's just say, in an era when, yeah, in, in an era when everybody tries to score political points because in 1973, some, uh, some congressman once wore a tie that didn't match his shirt, you know, and people score points on the most ridiculous things that really don't matter. That's how toxic our environment has become. Yep. I literally will, look, if a little bird came down on high and said, if you, if you vote, for this homeless crack addicted, uh, crack addicted prostitute, yeah. she will uh, she will uh, ensure world peace and the end of cancer and AIDS. Yeah. I would vote for a homeless crack addicted prostitute. I couldn't care less. I'm, I'm Could not you. care less. I agree. You know, Meg Whitman, uh, uh, she uh, hired an illegal. Al- I, I don't care. I don't <laughs> care. You know what? I'll vote for the illegal alien. If if, if the illegal alien is going to like you know uh, 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 bring peace to the Middle East, I, then I'm going to vote for you. I, you know what? I, I would vote for that illegal alien. Then I don't I'm care. Vote for you. I'm that guy. 
Uh, we got. I'm gonna blow through some martial arts stuff here because you know what? We haven't talked about it in a long time, and I love this stuff. So here we go. Uh, first off, this is all from Funimation. Now, Funimation normally is an anime company. We're going to talk about some of their stuff later as well. But the Shaw Brothers library has been split up between a number of different U.S. distributors. A lot of the stuff was released by the Weinsteins uh, as part of the Dragon Dynasty series. A lot of it was being released through Image. Uh, some of it is coming out now from Wellgo, who uh, who also releases a lot of interesting, kind of uh, cool little fringy culty titles. And Funimation is releasing a lot of stuff, too. These are both Shaw Brothers films. Uh not huge classics, but certainly worth checking out. This one is from uh, 1982, entitled Shaolin Prince. Bet you didn't. You never thought that there'd be a Shaw Brothers movie with the word Shaolin in the title, did you? Uh, I didn't think there'd be more than a thousand. Yeah, it turns it's, out it's, there is. Yeah, <laughs> quite a lot. Um, uh, T. Lung is in this. T. Lung, of course, a huge, huge star uh, for decades in. Um, in Hong Kong films, most mainly known for uh, stuff like A Better Tomorrow, the uh, John Woo film. Uh, this is this was actually written by Wong Jing, who is kind of like the the enfant terrible of uh, Hong Kong cinema. Wong Jing literally has written, directed, or produced something like 300 movies. Some of them are really good, like Jet Li movies. Uh, he's done several Jet Li movies that are that are actually quite fun. Jackie Chan's. Uh, City Hunter is is a lot of fun, but most of the time they're just really over the top and horrible. This is a little bit more mainstream. This shows you that Wang Jing actually is capable of doing regular work that doesn't involve all of his weird peccadillos if he wants to. And uh, by the way, Wang Jing once was dating Ching Miao. Did you know that? Miao? So jealous, that pointy little triangular chin of hers. Just adorable. Anyway... That's why she always showed up in all of his movies. Uh, no, this is, uh, this, is, this is one of those kind of classic Shaolin films. It's, you know, a lot of different kung fu styles, a lot of fun stuff to enjoy. There's stuff in here that does not exist, like the 18 Buddha attack. No such thing, but who cares? It's a lot of fun. So any movie that has Shaolin in the title, you know you're in for uh, a lot of fun styles, good swordplay, good fighting, and long, long eyebrows. Uh, the Duel... Is uh, is actually a surprisingly really really good film from 1971, which is sort of the the heyday of uh, Shaw Brothers cinema. This was directed by the great Chang Che, who did the Five Venoms and many many other fine films. It also stars T. Lung, and uh, this is actually a, a pretty interesting story that I'm surprised hasn't been remade time and time and time and time again. Um, this is about a guy who um, is who has to go on the lamb after the uh, his adopted father is murdered and uh, he's the one that they blame for it so he's uh, he's got to kind of go underground and somehow find a way to uh, clear his name much in the way of the fugitive right it's kind of a kind of a martial arts fugitive version um, it, it a lot of really really interesting action here really well staged very very well directed Chang Che is a uh, is an absolutely superlative stager of action anybody who's seen some of his uh, really classic stuff from the uh, 60s this is not quite on par with that, but it's very, very close. And then a bunch of stuff that was not originally sent to us, but which I pursued vigorously uh, from the Dragon Dynasty series. Another Chang Che film, The Return of the Five Deadly Venoms, also known as Crippled Avengers. This is part of uh, the, uh, the, the Shaw Brothers library that was transferred over to the uh, Weinstein Brothers. And uh, this thing is just an unbelievable amount of fun. This is absolutely terrific. You will, uh, you will love it top to bottom. Forget about plot. doesn't matter. It's, it's basically about disabled or, or challenged, let's just say, somewhat handicapped fighters. 
um, who somehow have to find a way of capitalizing on whatever limitations they have and find their strength. So whatever you can't do, then make sure you capitalize on whatever you can do. Um, there's a lot of that in uh, in Hong Kong cinema: blind guys and you know one-armed guys. It's uh, it's really, really, really good. So. That is uh, The Return of the Five Deadly Venoms. Uh, even better, here are some Blu-rays. The 36th Chamber of Shaolin. There's that Shaolin thing again, Mark. Uh, Gordon Liu, who was kind of had a, a, an amazing comeback in the uh, Kill Bill films, is uh, in, he, this was in his heyday. This is an absolutely brilliant movie. The only thing that I find a little bit uh, peculiar here is listening to the audio commentaries. You know why? Because it's in Chinese. Feature commentary with uh, the RZA of Wu Tang Clan, right? Right. You, you know the RZA. I, you know, I, I've heard. Did of you, them. you ever see Coffee and Cigarettes? Yeah. Hey. He was one of the guys who did. What's up, Bill, Bill Murray? Murray? What's up, Bill Murray? <laughs> Called him Bill Murray the other thing. I mean, yeah. Uh, Feature commentary by the RZA uh, and uh, Andy Klein. Wait. So is the RZA and Andy Klein in the same room? Yeah, in the same room. Really? Yeah. What did Andy say about about the RZA? He said it was hysterical. It felt weird, but they they, they eventually like clicked. And what's funny about this for those who don't know, Andy Andy's a very very good friend of ours. Andy and I have done a bunch of commentaries on a lot of martial arts stuff together. We did Master the Flying Guillotine twice, um, and uh, some other really really fun films. So um, yeah, but hearing Andy with someone else, I just feel like I, I feel like a jilted lover. It's uh, it's a thing, you know. But anyway, no, this is a terrific movie. Andy's commentary with the RZA is great. You get two really fascinating perspectives. There's also interviews with the RZA and Andy and David Shute. And it's kind of like this. David Shute is Andy's Sifu. Andy is my Sifu. That's how it goes. But uh, Gordon Liu is absolutely brilliant in this film. Uh, then you also have Jet Li in Fist of Legend, which is one of the great Jet Li films of all time. Fist of Legend is phenomenal. Yun Wu Ping, uh, who sort of made the transition here in The Matrix, uh, does the, the uh, action choreography. This is basically the same story as uh, Fist of Fury, which is uh, the, uh, the classic Bruce Lee film. And uh, beautifully directed by Gordon Chan. You know, it's, it's, it's Japanese-Chinese rivalry stuff. Uh, honor and all that jazz, but it, really, the fighting in this is unbelievable. It's maybe the best fighting that uh, Jet Li has ever done in a film. It is just exhilarating, really well directed. Really good commentaries uh, here as well, I, I, which I hate to say because it's very Logan. And Bay Logan shows up on all these commentaries, but if there's one that I actually have to recommend, it's this one. Bay really knocks this out of the park, so well done, dude. And uh, then, uh, let's see here The Protector. This is the Tony Jaa film about an elephant. Uh, this is not the Tony Jaa film I really wanted to see. Why? Because he needs to not worry about elephants. He needs to, like, just kick butt. Yeah, kick well. Kick super non-elephant butt. Well, anyway. it's it's Look, the plot is irrelevant. It's Tony Jaa just being ferocious. This, now, these films are from Thailand. So Tony Jaa, for those of you who don't know, is sort of the next great uh, martial arts superstar who has done a number of really cool films. Including uh, Ong Bak One and Ong Bak Two. Ong Bak Two is probably my favorite of his well, films. Well, the Ong Bak series is cool. Oh, it's awesome. Even though one has nothing to do with two. Now, Bay Logan also does a commentary here. Not as good, but uh, the back, the the behind the scenes stuff on uh, on Tony Jaw is pretty impressive. You realize this guy is the real freaking deal. Um, and then lastly, Seven Swords, which co-stars a number of legends in Hong Kong cinema. This is directed by Choi Hawk who has sort of given up on his Hollywood career, also has a commentary with Bay Logan, but Choi Hawk is in it as well. 
Uh, but yeah, just an unbelievable bunch of stars in here. You've got um, Donnie Yen, uh, Lau Carly Young, a whole bunch of others. But Donnie Yen, of course, we talked about uh, last week because he was in uh, Ip Man. Yes, or Yip Man. Or Yip Man, uh, which is getting a theatrical release, by the way, this week. You know that? I, that's in good. New York. It was, it's, it's already out on DVD and Blu-ray, but there's been such a clamoring by fans, they're releasing it in theaters in New York. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? That's a good sign. Yeah. So anyway, this is, uh, this is actually a really, really fun uh, kind of mythical movie. Uh, sort of in the in the wuxia vein, but uh, it you know not not as good as things like Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon, or even Hero. But it's it's a lot of fun. It's uh, you know Donnie Yen is terrific in it, and uh, I've done I've written articles on Donnie Yen. You know, I interviewed him at my house once. Is that right? Yeah, he drove to your house. Donnie Yen once sat exactly where uh, where you have sat many times doing this exact podcast. Really? Yep. Ain't that special? Kind of is actually. Yeah. Uh, blowing through the rest of these, the uh, this is some stuff from Tai Seng, who has always been right at the top of the heap when it comes to releasing a lot of these things. This is not a martial arts film. This is a lovely uh, drama romance with a bit of a mystical twist to it. Uh, it's a fairly kind of cryptic story, uh, but uh, definitely worth checking out. The, the recreation of the 1940s, especially in Singapore, is just absolutely beautiful. And, uh, it, you know, it's, it's a bit of a kind of, a, kind of the politics of uh, Asian families at the time and uh, the mystery of the third master of the family. You just don't get any better than that. It's really cool. And then we have Real Kung Fu. Uh, this, was, this stars Yun Bu, or Yun Bao, depending on how you want to pronounce it, who was one of uh, Jackie Chan's three brothers, or the three brothers team. That was, you know, Sammo and Jackie and Yun Bu. They made a number of films together, including Dragons Forever. Absolutely terrific actor, great fighter. This is uh, a television series that uh, is pretty darn good. has much better action than a lot of Hong Kong movies these days. And uh, I would say it's well worth checking out. It's a period television series. And it stars uh, Yun Hua, who's another one from those same days. Yun Hua usually played bad guys, including in the movie Dragons Forever. But uh, he's not bad. Xiu Ke, um, uh, Li Tse Wan. It's a pretty good cast uh, and really good martial arts, especially considering for it's a, as a television production. Another interesting television production is uh, The Four, which I had never seen before. High production value here, also a uh, kind of a period thing. Much it, This is more of a, a straight-up Western kind of set during the, uh, the, Qing, uh, the Qing dynasty period, and uh, it's all about uh, kind of, you know, Wild West type machinations and uh, lawlessness and uh, law enforcers and this thing, the Sheriff Bureau, which might as well be Dodge City. It's pretty cool. It takes a while to get into the uh, the politics of it and sort of figure out who's who and who's what and who's rebelling against whom, but actually pretty engaging. And then just tying all this up, we've got... Uh, an absolutely horrible film called Raging Phoenix that stars Jija Yanin. This is a Thai film from the people who did uh, the Ang Bak films, The Protector, and the wonderful movie Chocolate, which I just think is the world. Uh, This has got some pretty decent fighting in it, but it's otherwise really kind of stupid. It's just... uh, It's 
kind of almost like a Thai exploitation film with decent fighting. But it, uh, this, is, this is what happens when we start getting all the bad Thai action movies over here. And then The Legend of Bruce Lee, which was produced by his daughter, Shannon Lee. Uh, this is one of those hokey movies about Bruce Lee that stars someone who's clearly not Bruce Lee and not nearly as good as Bruce Lee. The only one of these I've ever liked was Dragon the Bruce Lee Story. And uh, this just doesn't really work for me. But it's okay. Uh, you know, it's, it's diverting enough. It's just way, way, way too long. It's like three hours long and kind of indulgent. But uh, Mark Dacascos and Gary Daniels are in it, which is enough for me to be interested in it occasionally. I like Mark Dacascos, and uh, I really, really like Gary Daniels. I'm going to say I like Gary Daniels because he was recently in The Expendables. But he's not on the poster of The Expendables, but he's well, in it. Well, he's that, a cool British martial artist. Well, who was his agent? Been on the ball. I don't know. I don't know. What are you looking at there, Mark? Uh, oh, nothing. I'm oh. looking at <laughs> – should I be looking at something? No, I don't know. I thought you were looking at a Facebook discussion group because we haven't done that in a while. We, you know, we have not done the Facebook discussion board discussion of the week, and, uh, and I feel remiss about that. Ah, well. However, I don't feel remiss about uh, disliking Stomp the Yard Homecoming. Oh, come on. Now, he, 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 here's what happened. It's on Blu-ray, right? Yes. Yeah. Here's what happens. They come out with a movie, Stomp the Yard, theatrical. Mm-hmm. Does all right. Yeah. Whatever. It's a thing. So now it comes time to do a sequel. Cheap cast. Stomp the yard. Sure. Cheap cast. Uh, cheap production. It's a recognizable name with a certain audience. So let's do a sequel. Let's crap out a sequel called Stomp the Yard Homecoming. And yet here it is. And uh, this is just as uh, marginal as the original. Special features include include uh, uh, not much, just uh, some stuff on the uh, choreography, which some of that choreography, by the way, is, is, is terrific. I mean, it's, it's a lot of fun. The thing is that there's a movie around it. And, uh, and there's also no reason for this to be on uh, Blu-ray, by the way, although it is a Blu-ray DVD combo pack, which is really not – you know, there's something about these Blu-ray combo packs I don't like because it's not like they price it down for the DVD. They price it up for the Blu-ray. So if you want this movie on DVD – You've got to pay the premium because there happens uh, to be a Blu-ray in it. It's not good. Not into it. Not so that's a Stomp the Art Homecoming. Uh, next we have um, from the uh, Tyler Perry factory of, uh, of movies that uh, I'm not a big fan of, although I understand their appeal, is uh, Tyler Perry's Why Did I Get Married 2? This, of course, is the uh, sequel to Why Did I Get Married 3? <laughs> I just want to see if you're paying attention. Uh, now, Tyler Perry, of course, is his own little uh, mini cottage industry. He operates out of Atlanta, and he does a lot of movies that uh, are resonate with African-American audiences, and I think that's great. Um, you know, he's expected to become a billionaire in the next few years, within the next 10 years. Yeah, you know what? I, that's I, unbelievable. You for know, a guy that was once living in his car doing one-man theater just kind of – from town to town. You know what? That's I'm, incredible. I'm not a fan of his movies, but uh, uh, you know what? God love him. Yeah. You know what? He created some. He cre- he found a niche. It's not only finding the niche; it's knowing how to exploit it. You know, when he first started, he took a lot of his films to churches around the South. Yeah. And got people very rabid about what it is yeah. he does, and that's great. That's it. And so he was able to make kind of an, an, an industry out of himself, and uh, all his films I find to be. Um, Pretty middle of the road. Uh, there's a couple decent laughs. I don't like the Medea stuff. I understand why that audience likes it. I think it's kind of silly. But um, why did I get married too? Is with Janet Jackson and uh, Jill Scott and of course Tyler Perry. Special features include a fe- uh, featurette, a couple featurettes, and a Janet Jackson music video. So that's why did I get married too? Finally, we have a little piece of crap called Triple Dog. 
Triple Dog is a good example of one of those sort of straight-to-DVD-ish things, and uh, it's with a cast you've never heard of, including Brittany Robertson, Scout Taylor Compton, and Alexia Fast. I cannot recommend this thing at all. It takes place in this, uh, this small town where these, these high school girls play this game of dare, and of course, because they play a game of dare, uh, it goes out of control. And, uh, you know, I just, I, this thing, normally this is a straight-to-DVD thing. Nowadays, of course, it's straight-to-Blu-ray. But, you know, there's so many straight-to-Blu-ray films now that star recognizable, sometimes Oscar-winning actors. Yeah. So why would you go rent this thing? I don't know. You know, unless Who you're just cares? like kind of, you know, bad teen girls kind of movies. Okay, we got some horror on Blu-ray now. And uh, that's, that should tell you that Halloween is just weeks away. Just weeks away from Halloween. So they're releasing a lot of horror on Blu-ray. And here's what we got. Uh, we have the absolutely horrible, dreadful, unrated film High Tension on Blu-ray, which shouldn't be on DVD or on Blu-ray. Uh, not a fan of this. Um, you know, this is there are a lot of directors in Europe who are now trying to break into the uh, the horror genre in the U.S. and uh, they are bringing they're bringing European film all the way down. This has the uh, not only the U.S. dubbed version on it, but it has the original French language cut on it. Um, which is slightly different. But anyway, the director, Alexander Aha, has become kind of one of the new hot uh, guys here, and uh, I just, I'm, I'm not down with it. He, you know, I just don't want, I don't want my French directors doing stuff like this. That being said, I'm a little bit torn because I really like Cécile de France, who's uh, one of the actresses in it. Uh, I just don't want to see her in this kind of stuff. Anyway, it's about a couple of, uh, a couple of women who go off to this little secluded farmhouse for the weekend, and guess what happens? Uh-oh. Nothing. A, a they psych- have a great time, and then they go home. Psycho shows up. And uh, uh, in a similar vein, there's a movie, Hatchet. Now, if you haven't heard of Hatchet, well, Hatchet 2 is opening in theaters momentarily, and ha- they're now releasing a Hatchet on Blu-ray. Hatchet is kind of, it's, all, it's not a spoof, but it certainly is a throwback. It means to be a complete reference to all of those, to Friday the 13th and uh, Halloween and all that stuff, which is why you get a lot of people showing up in this who are clearly meant to be a wink at the audience. Uh, Kane Hodder, who played uh, Jason, is in the film. Uh, Robert Englund is in it. Tony Todd, who played the Candyman, is in it. Uh, and basically, it's about a guy with a hatchet, and he's like a swamp freak, and you know, he comes out of the swamp and kills people. Not really worth checking out. Speaking of Robert Englund, uh, 2001 Maniacs is on Blu-ray. Robert Englund, one of those guys who was a pretty good actor, and then he got the Freddy Krueger part, and then that uh, just now he becomes like a, a, a now he's a guy who shows up at conventions and just signs his photo and shows up in movies that are just extreme horror films all you the know, time. You I, know, I produced him on really a show sad. once. I, I produced him on a show once, uh, a talk show I was working on, and I expected yeah. not to like him, but he was a cool guy. Oh, he's a great guy. I just wish he'd become, become a real actor again. Anyway, this is another, this is the exact same plot that we just told you about in both of these other movies. Got a bunch of kids, right? And they, uh, they're, you know, they're on their way just to somewhere fun for spring break, and they drive through Little's Town in the South. Uh oh, wrong turn. Rut row. <laughs> you know what they say? Yeah, wrong turn. You know, they're having a barbecue, Southern style. In other Southern. words, they're barbecuing kids. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, open Water and Open Water 2 on a uh, Blu-ray double feature. Now, uh, here's the thing. Any horror film that takes place in the water is going to be compared to Jaws. And uh, you're, it's not going to be a favorable comparison. 
So why even bother? That being said, obviously enough people liked the original Open Water to uh, feel that it, it merited a sequel. So here they are, both of them, uh, made in 2004 and 2006. There has not been an Open Water 3, you'll notice. So uh, it kind of ran its course. But if the Open Water films float your boat, so to speak, uh, they're now on Blu-ray. The Blair Witch Project, the one and only, the original, which has lost a lot of its luster in recent years. I think this thing flamed out once people realized, at least the dumb people who didn't realize it originally, that it, it weren't real. It weren't real, folks. But here it is, uh, the, the original 11 years it's been since this thing was released. Isn't that amazing? 11 years. I mean, people people uh, uh, forget that the movie was made for whatever, uh, you know, $10,000. Oh, this was made, a phenomenon. It was a, a phenomenon. And, and you know, I, I, it took me a while to see it because I just don't like those sorts of movies. Yeah. Well, and, and by the way, all those guys went on to do nothing. I know. Blair Witch 2 bombed, and now they've done, you know, I mean, their careers are nowhere. Yeah. It's really, it's kind of sad. Just one-hit wonders. But... Anyway, this has stuff that's been released before, uh, the uh, commentary with the director and producer, uh, alternate endings, uh, nothing much. But on Blu-ray, it's kind of interesting, considering that it wasn't actually shot high def. You know, they use regular definition cameras to shoot it. So it doesn't gain a lot in Blu-ray, but it's, you know, it's a little bit crisper. I don't know if I would necessarily recommend it as an upgrade, but it's, it's okay. Before she became super famous with Juno and heaps and heaps of Oscar nominations, uh, Ellen Page really made her, she really kind of caught everybody's eye in uh, Hard Candy, co-starring Patrick Wilson and Sandra Oh. Uh, Hard Candy is a movie that has really gained its reputation primarily after its uh, theatrical run. And uh, she's really, really good in it. This is not the kind of thing that Ellen Page has done since, but she should probably try to do more stuff along these lines. Um, she basically plays a, uh, this teenage girl who uh, goes to hook up with uh, this photographer that she met on the internet, and uh, suddenly, whoa-oh, he's, um, you know, things, things aren't quite as they seemed. It's far better than any of these other movies. In, in fact, what's, the, uh, what's the, the, the thing right now, that quasi-documentary? Star Wars? Cat's, cat play, cat's paw, what the hell? Oh, is it? it's uh, Catfish. Catfish, that thing. Yeah, forget about this. You know, there's a lot about there's a lot of creepy stuff about uh, meeting people on the internet. Uh, this is the one. This is the one because it doesn't sort of overemphasize all the internet stuff. It's really all about the acting. Patrick Wilson can be a real creep if he wants to, and Ellen Page is terrific. Great commentary with uh, the director and the writer, as well as Wilson and Page on a, one of the better actor commentaries I've ever heard, uh, and it looks superb on Blu-ray. Uh, and then there's a movie on Blu-ray and DVD called Frozen, which I'm not quite sure why this didn't get a theatrical release. It seems to me that uh, Anchor Bay should have been able to at least squeeze a few bucks out of this thing. Um, it's you know it's basically uh, people. It's like been called Jaws in the Snow, and that's exactly what it is. This is the same guy. Is that a snow shark? This is the this is written and directed by um, Adam Green, who did Hatchet, which I ripped on earlier, which is just a silly film. But here he shows himself a much more mature director. This is uh, actually quite quite competently put together, and uh, you know, keep doing movies like this and and not like Hatchet, and you'll be uh, you'll be on your way. Anyway, uh, audio commentary with Adam Green as well as some of his actors, and another commentary that he does with his uh, cinematographer and editor. And then some behind-the-scenes stuff. And uh, I would recommend this on Blu-ray as opposed to the DVD only because the snow blows out on DVD. But it doesn't blow out on Blu-ray. Interesting. 
Got anything else? Go- we have some real movies there, right? I got some stuff uh, to show you there, uh, Waitsky. We have Wonderland from nineteen uh, from uh, two thousand three. Not a big fan of this movie. This is uh, the uh, this is uh, the story of. Um, this, uh, these homicides that happened in Los Angeles in 1981, and they both involved uh, John Holmes, uh, the porn star. And this has a good cast, Val Kilmer, Kate Bosworth, Lisa Kudrow, Josh Lucas. Actually, you know what? Not a great cast. No, it's a good cast. It's okay. Uh, the problem with this movie, to me, is that it is very sort of dry and procedural. And the thing is that you don't really care about anybody. Everybody is essentially a, a big scumbag. And uh, some of this also is a bit muddled. So I'm not a big fan of Wonderland, although it is pretty inventively, colorfully shot. So it looks good on Blu-ray. Uh, also on uh, Blu-ray and digital copy, we have uh, Just Right with Queen Latifah, Common, and Paula Patton. This movie was not bad. Uh, this is the story of Queen Latifah. It's, it's uh, yes. such a fairy tale, though. It's a fairy tale. And could, I, could I say one thing real quick about no, Wonderland? Wonderland, the actual, the actual murder. And Wonderland is is a real uneven film, but the actual murder moment when John Holmes like gets it, where they just bludgeon him to death. That's a pretty harrowing moment. It's it really well put together. It is. It's a very well put together part of the movie. It is. That, yeah. That's probably my favorite scene in the film. Might that's be the only terrific. film I like in the movie. I'm yeah. the only scene I like in the movie. Yeah. Anyway, uh, Queen Latifah in Just Right plays a physical therapist, and of course, her dream is to even meet NB, the NBA star played by Common. It turns out they have a relationship. And yeah. you know what? It's true. It's a fairy tale, but I thought that Common, although he's not really ready for prime time, he gives a, he really tries his best, and I, I thought he was kind of charming in that like I'm really trying hard kind of a way. It, it's but. I'll tell you, people who people who watch this, if you know anything about the NBA, if you know anything about basketball, it's just none of it rings true. It just it, it, technically it's completely wrong, but that's all right. It's a it's a Queen Latifah movie, and her fans don't really care. A uh, couple more on Blu-ray. We have Secretary with James Spader and Maggie Gyllenhaal. This is a twisted little film from uh, Stephen uh, Shaneberg, who I don't know that he's done anything since. It's a twisted film. He, yeah, he, he has actually. Um, I'll look it up. Well, you do that while yeah. I talk about it. What do you think of that? Okay. Anyway, in the film, uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal plays a woman who gets uh, hired for a secretary position at this, uh, at this law firm, and James Spader is his boss. And they sort of embark on this strange relationship that really does uh, uh, cross those sexual harassment lines. But it's very sexy, and Maggie Gyllenhaal is all in, and that's part of the fun. And uh, the DVD, the Blu-ray, contains a behind-the-scenes featurette. All the stuff is ported from the regular DVD. By the, by the way, yeah, you know what else he did? Uh, <laughs> his, 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 the next film afterwards from 2006? This is why we didn't remember it. We blocked it. Fur, an imaginary portrait of Deanne Arbus. Oh, people hated that oh, movie. Oh, my gosh. It's the hated worst Hated it. Oh, I hated it. And he hasn't made a film since. No, no. It's over. Oh, that was so awful. It was so unwatchable. All right, two more. Uh, we have uh, going to a film. We uh, going to music. We have Rush. Now this is a two quote unquote uh, albums on uh, Blu-ray. This is uh, Rush 2012 and Moving Pictures. I'm a big fan of Rush. I love Rush. I've seen them live in concert. They are incredibly dry, and uh, they're very dry and clinical in concert. However, they are amazing musicians. And 2012 was from uh, 1976. Their breakthrough album including the title track, 2012, which took up the entire first side of the record. Oh, that's so sweet. And then Moving Pictures in 1981, that's the one that had... I I love Neil Peart. uh, You know what? Those guys are very, very talented. Uh, uh, Not Neil Peart. uh, uh, Getty Lee? uh, No, the other Neil. The drummer? Yeah, what's his name? Steve? Yeah. Star Wars? That guy. (laughs) Anyway, it's Alex Lifeson. 
Yeah. Uh, Neil Pert was the drummer, and then it was Getty Lee, The Ugliest Man in Rock, and then oh, Alex yeah. Lifeson. Uh, Moving Pictures was the one with Tom Sawyer and Limelight. That was a, I love that album. So this is great. There's remembrances from the guys. There's live concert stuff on Blu-ray. I love Rush. 2012 Moving Pictures. Finally on Blu-ray, we have uh, Bad Lieutenant. Now, this is the original 1992 Bad Lieutenant that was NC-17, and I must say, this film is basically... <laughs> exactly, I love that. Uh, this film is basically uh, evil. It is. Uh, there's some very. All right, wait, stop. There, I, I, I get it. Uh, it was directed by Abel Ferrara, and uh, this is a very, very twisted film that earned every single moment of its NC-17. I saw this at Cannes. People were so totally turned off. It, no, it this was, movie is is, is it's out of its And mind. it was it was the year after we'd all seen the piano at Cannes, and uh, the talk was, why does Harvey Keitel keep showing us his penis? He's having a, he's having a moment. Yeah, I guess it is. And you know what? Too and many of he's, them. And he's proud of it. Uh, so anyway, uh, a bad lieutenant, Harvey Keitel, plays a bad lieutenant. And this is pretty much a, a port of the uh, special edition DVD. On Blu-ray, the picture is a little better, not much better. So I have to say, unless you're saving space on your shelf or you're a big fan of the movie, I don't know if you want to really uh, upgrade to the Blu-ray, but uh, the uh, extras are basically the same. Uh, then we've got The Karate Kid, the new one on Blu-ray. Uh, I hated this film for about the first hour. Then I kind, it kind of... of I, same here. I sort of warmed up to it. I did. It, not as good as the original, but Jackie Chan is awfully hard to resist. And, and Jaden, uh, you know what? The kid's got some talent. I, he's not Ralph Macchio, and I think the whole the age thing skews too young, but it is not unpleasant. Is it worth having on Blu-ray? I don't know. There's, there's an exclusive on the Blu-ray, which is uh, this all alternate ending but it doesn't necessarily where make he that. loses yeah and a few behind the scenes things and this interactive map of china and you know some stuff that's not really that significant i think you'll you'll enjoy this movie perfectly fine on uh, on dvd if you rent it on blu-ray it's fine but it's not necessarily something you necessarily want to want to buy uh and three classics i think you want to buy all of these Beauty and the Beast, Diamond Edition, DVD and the Blu-ray. We're going to be talking on our gift guide show about a book about the making of uh, Beauty and the Beast when that rolls around in November, written by our good friend Charles Solomon. And uh, Mark's giving me giving me forlorn looks. Um, one of my favorite films of all time. I just love Beauty and you're, the Beast. You're just saying that so you don't have to give me the Blu-ray. Oh, absolutely. I, this is this is. I, I would suffer such wrath if I didn't bring this home. I would. You realize that this is this is like one of this may be one of five films that uh, Christy would expect absolutely to have on call at all times, and and you know what we're we're all still waiting for Miramax to get that library situation sorted out. You know all the great Miramax films that we all want on Blu-ray, and they're all caught in limbo with that stupid Disney deal with the uh, with Ron, Ron Tudor and yeah. David Bergstein, and they just can't get their money together. It's horrible. It's gonna truly it's gonna be like two years before we see any Miramax movie. On Blu-ray, uh, yeah, that that whole thing has to shake out. That's just a- absolutely, and, and and by then, who knows if we'll you know we'll we'll be on to like uh, purple 3D ray, three D green ray, purple ray. Anyway, uh, three discs here: the original film on uh, regular DVD, a uh, Blu-ray that is just unbelievably fabulous, more fabulous than words can possibly describe, uh, and then uh, bonus stuff, which are in Blu-ray form on disc three, which is just uh, you know a lot of it is kind of stupid, like the Enchanted Musical Challenge game. But uh, really, the uh, you know the untold stories portion of this Beyond Beauty is pretty fabulous. You will love it. And uh, lastly, here, well, actually, I got a few other Blu-rays. 
Hold on, Mark. Hold on. We've got a couple of Bogart films. Maltese Falcon and Treasure of Sierra Madre. First time on Blu-ray for either of them. And, uh, you know what, two terrific films with a lot of great special features that, of course, have been out previously. So the special features are not new. The commentary by Eric Lax on uh, Treasure of Sierra Madre is pretty great, uh, as are all of the, uh, the backstory stuff on here. Our good friend Leonard Malton introduces some 1948 short, short subjects, and there's a great documentary about John Huston, really an all-time classic. Uh, badges, we don't need no stinking badges. And then the Maltese Falcon, a movie that still makes no sense to me, but I enjoy watching it immensely. Uh, Eric Lax also does a commentary here, which is not quite as good as the, the commentary on Sierra Madre, but uh, it's, it's also pretty great. And then uh, more fun stuff from the time, newsreels, classic cartoons, uh, Hiawatha's Rabbit Hunt and uh, Meet John Doughboy, a lot of really good stuff here. So a couple of old-school, old-fashioned, wonderful Humphrey Bogart times at the movies. It's like Maltese like, Falcon? You don't give me nothing. And then we've got Mark. You can you can have all these to your heart's content. <laughs> Three History Channel Blu-rays. Uh, can you tell us really Blu-ray bonanza now for for? Uh, just everybody. Uh, these are three History Channel things. There's Patton 360, Battle 360, and Nostradamus 2012. Uh, this is the complete series of Battle 360 and Season 1 of Patton 360. Um, now, I know what you're thinking. What is this 360 stuff? It's just computer graphic hell is what it is. They're, they, uh, the Patton 360 thing is just revisiting World War II uh, with all kinds of computer-generated revisitation to try and recreate things and... Uh, Put you right in the middle of it, right in the middle of it, 360 degrees all around you, so you're 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 planted right smack dab in the middle of World War II. Uh, Battle 360 is uh, is more World War II madness, but it's all in the Pacific. It's in the uh, you know it's it's at sea, battle at sea, and you're you're experiencing it in this weird CGI environment. Yeah, it's all it's you know what it's really gimmicky. It's kind of fun for about ten minutes, and then it gets old very quickly. Even on Blu-ray, gets old quickly. Nostradamus 2012. Oh my gosh, here we go again. And how many times has Nostradamus predicted the end of the world? Like seven, eight, twelve, fifty. It's you know it's pretty much the same with like uh, Christianity. Yeah. Like how many generations have people been warned in church that the that the, that Christ is coming? Yeah. He never comes. But Nostradamus. I mean, the, the you know everybody interprets these things differently. Ah, uh, well, here we go. December 21st, 2012 is when the world is going to end, or so says his Blu-ray. So we, I guess we won't be doing a show that week. Good night, everybody. No shows for us. All right. So, All right, so we have uh, – are we done? T- let's do TV. Oh, TV. Or, or what do we, oh, no, yeah, those are classics. Do that, do that, uh, that classic stuff. That's, well, those are some great sets. Here's the thing. Uh, Douglas Sirk, uh, love Douglas Sirk is a terrific filmmaker. However, not all Sirk, not all Sirk. There's a lot of crap Sirk, but there's well, some good Sirk. Yeah, well, the problem is, is that pretty much the Sirk that you're not – Interested in is is on this box set. Is on this box set, but it's inter- it's interesting stuff. The movie, yeah, it's not like you're going to go, oh wow, the Douglas Sirk's best films, but they are like, wow, really, Douglas Sirk made those. Well, thing is that you know all these films have great casts. It's just that they're, they're not his best films. I mean, we're, we're not talking about uh, you know Imitation of Life or All That Heaven Allows or whatever. We're talking about uh, you know Thunder on the Hill from 1951, Taza, Son of Cochise from 1954. Captain Lightfoot, which is kind of cool from 1955. Tarnished Angels, which actually is also kind of cool. Um, but generally speaking, these are not his best films. So, you know, uh, Universal uh, DVD packaged all these up into a thing called Douglas Sirk Filmmaker Collection. 
uh, part of the TMC Vault Collection. I, you know what? I really would pass on these, and I would try to get yourself Imitation of Life and, and All That Heaven Allows and some of his more famous ones, and Written on the Wind. Groovy. Uh, also, uh, we have from TMC, Gang, uh, Greatest Gangster Films. Now, what happens is with these, although I, I do love TMC, what happens is, and with a lot of box sets, they take one film, they throw it in there, and they package it with, with three movies that kind of suck, and they put it all together and hope you, and hope you uh, don't realize that City of Conquest, not very good. So we have City of Conquest, Each Dawn I Die, these are all with Cagney, mm. uh, G-Men, and of course, the big one, White Heat. Yeah. It's, well, why, it's, well, you know, White, White Heat is the one where Cagney says, I'm on top of the world, ma. Yeah. That's there, from there was a great Y5O episode that uh, recreated that. Oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry. Didn't, anyway, didn't White Heat, there. City for Conquest, Each Dawn I Die, G-Men. This is all part of the Greatest Gangster, uh, greatest gangster Films Collection from Turner Classic Movies. Only one really terrific film, White Heat. The rest are okay. And uh, let's do some TV. Then I'll talk about The Human Centipede and wrap us out with anime. Oh, you know, no, I think you should wrap us out with The Human Centipede because you know what? You want quality to Okay, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll hold on to that one for the end. Oh, yeah. All right, wait, let's do a little TV. We got ourselves uh, some comedy. Yeah. Now, when I think of comedy, I think of Eddie Murphy and uh, a little less Adam Sandler. Yeah. Now, SNL, of course, has uh, been a series. He's been before. Yes. But this one, times. But this one, because they want you to buy it again... They have, uh, for the Eddie Murphy one and for the Sandler one, they have over 20 minutes of added extras. This includes uh, uh, photos, outtakes, and additional sketches. Of course, the Eddie Murphy one has all the classics. All I want is Velvet Jones. Buckwheat and a couple Buckwheat ones. Including Buckwheat is shot. I just want Velvet Jones. Which one? I just want my Velvet Jones. Velvet Jones is on here. There we go. And he does Stevie Wonder and Jesse Jackson and Richard Simmons. Eddie Murphy was so great. He was the show. best. He was. Adam Sandler was kind of funny, too, although um, like the opera song, the um, opera man is kind of lame. <laughs> I don't know. Do I like this? I don't think I like this. I'm over it. It's juvenile, but it's yeah. not. I'm just not. Not as clever. No, it's Although not. the Lunch Lady song is pretty darn funny. I guess. Well, the Lunch Lady song had Chris Farley. And Canteen Boy. Canteen Boy is priceless. But Canteen Boy is priceless not because of Sandler, but because of Alec Baldwin. <laughs> Now, uh, Party Down is a star's original show that just got canceled, actually. Uh, but can you, we, by the way, not to detour too much, but can you believe Lone Star? They spent so much money promoting that thing. Oh, my God. Second show, done. One, one, yep. Canceled. Two, Two shows. Out. Wow. And That's you know TV it, today. It got great reviews. I know. Which is bizarre. Uh, anyway, uh, Party Down Season 2, this has been canceled, but the se- last season's on, or this season's on DVD. Adam Scott, who you've probably seen in a couple films, he's uh, in this thing. And uh, wait, look, look at this credit bed. Oh my gosh! Holy crap! First of all, it is it is about how many lines? How many lines? Uh, tall One, is that? two, three, four, five, six, seven. My God! It is seven lines. It is seven lines tall and so small you can't read any of it. All I know is that it was created by Paul Rudd. So Paul Rudd, who we all know from Dinner for Well, Schmucks. they list every director of every episode, which most of them were Fred Savage. <laughs> wow, way to go, Fred Savage! God, for, you know, God love Fred Savage for getting all some right. more good yeah. for him. Good. All right, so also we have um, on uh, DVD, we have uh, Caprica. Oh, we just can't leave this thing alone, can we? The whole Battlestar Galactica thing. I know, but the thing, look, of all the reboots, I would rather watch Battlestar yeah. Galactica than Hawaii Five-O. Wait, you're sure you're going to do? Are you really no. going to make, a, make a, an argument for Hawaii Five-O? No, I'm 5-0? not. Not the new one, no. It's, it's you, useless. Anyway, Caprica is the uh, prequel show to Battlestar Galactica, and it's with Eric Stoltz and Isai Morales. And uh, you know what? I think these shows are, are very good. I really do. I think they're well, terrific. Well, good. 
Well, good for you for thinking they're good. Because the thing is that you'd rather watch Falcon Crest, the complete second I season. Would. I sure would. For reasons I just have no idea. I sure would. Six discs, 22 episodes, season two of Falcon Crest. Jane Wyman, Robert Foxworth, or whatever his name is. Jane Wyman used to be married to Ronald Reagan. That is true. You know why she divorced him? Because. She didn't think he was going anywhere. I think that's hysterical. You know what? It's, it's too funny. Yeah. Anyway, the, it's Falcon Chris. So there's, uh, you know, there's a death. It's, it's basically dynasty. Dynas- it's dynasty or Dallas set around a, a family winery. winery in Northern California. Terrible. It's cool. It was, you know, it, it was part of that whole moment when uh, everything was about wealthy people and their their horrible, uh, misguided lives. No, it's. I really enjoyed this show, and it uh, it originally debuted after Dallas, uh, and I remember it very well when the premiere started. It's like, oh, that's interesting. No, I totally got hooked on this show. It was thoroughly enjoyable and uh, never really caught on quite to the same degree, but uh, it was a, this was a good show. Uh, heading to the BBC, heading over the pond, we have uh, the BBC uh, show Land Girl. Not as good as the movie. Not as good as the movie. This, Which of course, featured a score by a friend of ours. You know. That's right, and a great score, too. Great and score just, by Brian Locke. Uh, you know, I swear he should have won an Oscar by now, and he just, now he just, I haven't talked to him in years. I haven't either. And he just, I th- I, well, last I heard he teaches. Yeah. You know, because he couldn't get any work, and he's such a brilliant, you know, trained in, in Poland. The guy was so good. He did the score for the movie Land Girls, and this is, of course, about a, about, uh, a group of women uh, in, during the Second World War who were stateside, but they were part of the Women's Land Army. And so they would uh, work alongside captured POWs, and uh, the BBC did a series about them, and it's a good series with Sophie Ward. Yeah, it is a good series. I like it. I just, like, I just like the movie better. Because it's not Anna Friel. Oh, gosh, Anna Friel. Wonderful love, Anna Friel. <laughs> By the way, Anna Friel is in uh, the Woody Allen film. That is right. Yep. You'll meet a tall, dark stranger, and she's terrific in it. That is true. She's just great. Which you liked a lot, and I liked. Yep. And on Blu-ray, we have, on, uh, in the anime field, new Blu-ray installments for The Slayers uh, in Sl- Slayers Evolution R and The Slayers Revolution. Now, uh, if you don't know what the Slayers are all about, there's absolutely no conceivable way that I can actually explain it to you. Uh, this is one of the more popular anime series, and uh, it looks really, really, really good on Blu-ray. I've got to say that. The animation is first-rate, really some of the best anime being done these days. Uh, I think the better, the better stuff is uh, Slayers Evolution R as opposed to Slayers Revolution, but it's all really good stuff. Uh, it takes a little, it's a little hard to get into, but it's well worth the effort once you done it and uh, then we also have for anybody who's a fan of uh, Dragon Ball Z we've got Dragon Ball Z Kai these things all have these weird names Dragon Ball Z Kai Part 2 episodes 14 through 26 on Blu-ray which is uh, not my favorite you know it's uh, the whole Dragon Ball thing doesn't really work for me but for a lot of people, they just love it. And that's on Blu-ray and on DVD, but preferable on Blu-ray. And then, this is just a killer for anybody who loves the whole Dragon Ball thing. Dragon Box Z, Volume 4. This is a beautifully packaged box that includes episodes 127 through 168. If you already have the first three boxes, I'm sorry, you've got to get this one. Uh, there's no holding up, unless you want to wait for... Uh, Wait for them on Blu-ray. And then lastly, Mark, I think we should uh, spend a little time talking about the human centipede. Because it's 100% medically accurate. I think we should spend very little time talking about human centipede, well, no, no, other no, we, than to say it, it exists. Well, this is, this is actually, this is cor- properly labeled the human centipede first sequence. Because now we have a sequel in the works, don't we? The human centipede second sequence? We do. We do. Well, the human centipede, of course, is a movie about a mad scientist who uh, kidnaps a bunch of... Uh, 
Well, he's a he's a mad scientist in Germany, which is you know, and he kidnaps some uh, tourists, and he's going to take them, and he's going to stitch them together into a human centipede, so that it is one continuous digestive system between the three people. This is just a vile, disgusting movie. And uh, Mark, did you actually watch this? No. Neither did I. Here's the thing. And <laughs> I, 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 I said this on Stupid for Movies, which, by the way, Thursday yeah. at 8 p.m. Pacific time. Um, if the director, Tom Six, whatever his name is. It's a, it's a brother and sister team. Yeah. That makes it even more disgusting. Yes, it, 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 it's, it's very Jack and Meg White. Yeah. Um, if, if the filmmakers had some interesting theory, interesting theme to Nothing. explore. Something Nothing. where they go, you know what? I have an interesting theme to explore, but the only way I can explore is in this very difficult fashion. Yeah, but they don't. Then I would, I would still wouldn't watch I, it, but I, at least maybe I'd I, go okay. I watched some of the extras, uh, you know, the interviews and the behind-the-scenes stuff, the casting tapes, and there's nothing there to convince me that there's anything even remotely redeeming about this horrible, horrible idea. But it's there on DVD if you care. And with that, we're gone. We'll see you at the movies.